Damn, that's good. Carlos, we can hear you slurping that. Yeah. This is like a, this is like ASMR. The, the ASMR segment on, on the set list. I'm going to drink the beer. Enjoy the sound. I'm going this to scratch my beard of the set list. I'm gonna set the beer. Stop. It tastes like mango. Oh god. Yeah, We're doing ASMR. Like Stop! It's <laughs> making my scalp crawl, and I don't like it. Sorry. Sorry. Eric. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> And it's Sorry, giving Eric. me a boner. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, is yeah. that what it's really doing? I was going to say that, but... <laughs> it's getting him aroused. <laughs> and here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on the sit list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 159 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventure into babysitting. The young, the restless, the the Clark Gable mustache velcro on his upper lip mr carlos buarguello and it is real it's not velcro well we'll see about that well you know what i'll confirm right next to you we have a surprise <laughs> guest in house we have the one the only miss downtown Brittany brown from the canto by dispatch Brittany brown how you doing today hi friends i'm doing good how are you doing i'm doing fantastic she has graced us with her presence a surprise drop in the man we call Beady Bunch. What? <laughs> Beady Bunch? That doesn't even... Eric's looking at me. Bunch of beaties. What Bunch of beaties. What is that, dude? You should, you... <laughs> He's shaking his head. Oh, about blue beaties I just or freaking beaties or something? Name like a sugary cereal I just want to tell like... the audience that we've tried to start this Jeez. podcast about four times already, and it has not worked. So I don't care. I'm not going to go back, and we're going to just do it from here. Less is more Beady Crunch to Gonzalez. How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm doing great. The man I call El Hombre, the man who has that James Dean daydream look in his eyes. Mr. Eric is super stoked for Taylor Swift's new album, which will have been out for two days by the time you hear this. Strathers. Nice. We also have the king of all pods. The guy that just put me in my place because my tone got a little high on him. Is a little was a little you know was a little perturbed a little bit and then he said sit down in your chair and shut your mouth and I said okay king of all pods <clears throat> Mister King Tom Chansky how you doing 
I don't know if this is rehearsal or if this is the live version, but I'm doing fine. <laughs> this is this is the live version, unfortunately. Oh, sweet Lord. How, everybody's doing good. King Tom's doing good. Eric, how are you? Other Man, than- I'm fantastic. Followed directly by great. Thank Every- you for asking. Everything coming up? Everything's coming up, Strathers. And yeah. Taylor Swift. Have and I mentioned her? Taylor Swift. I think you've said her yeah, name a couple times. Carlos Borguel, you doing you doing fine, Dandy? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I have my wonderful girlfriend next to me, so I'm good. Oh, that's great. That's that's wonderful. We're not gonna hold back the sexcapade talk, by the way. Absolutely oh, not. Please don't hold back or please hold back. Please no. don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You guys should know hearing her podcast that she does not hold back anything either, so go for it. Yeah. That's right. And that's the Cantobite dispatch, by the way, where the sexcapades are run amok on that podcast with the great Emily Lindo Lind. So check them out. Little plug. How you doing, Les? You look a little flustered there. Les yeah, looks a little caution. Les damn. looks a little uncomfortable that you're going to do the gorilla toe thing on his leg. Brittany. Don't do that I'm again, ready. Carlos. Do not do that again. I didn't say Carlos. I was saying Brittany. Even that, please don't. Les, how are you feeling? You feeling healthy? I'm good. No toes are stroking my calf, so I'm okay. We're all good. I'm good. All right. Well, let's get into some stuff. All right. Since everybody's doing great, and nobody wants to say anything. Let's get into the. Well, shenanigans I think we all said we were doing great <laughs> i took i took my kids to the swimming pool it was the s- day before it closed okay and it's like 30 minutes away we get there and we get in and they're like um if the wa- if the weather gets any worse we're gonna have to close just so you know and no refunds i'm like okay and also um is i think we're okay but since this is low and if it's too low we'll close no refunds i'm like that's whatever we're here let's go swimming Hand her my debit card. Oh, we only take cash. Okay, kids, get in the car. We jump in the car. I haul ass to a convenience store, buy something, get $10 cash back, go zooming out there. I'm gone from that place a total of nine minutes. Pull back in. Got money. Got the kids. Just let's do this. She goes, "Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but we're going to close in 25 minutes. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you know what? After all this, we're getting in the pool. That's fine. She didn't even cut me a break on the price. Nine oh. bucks for the three up for no twenty five minutes of swimming. For twenty. By that time, I'm like, I'm like, nope, we're going. She should have cut you did. a break. She should have been like, hey, I, I remember you going in. Yeah, that's, that's some bullshit. That's horrible. Well, that is. Bullshit. It wouldn't have been hard to remember me. I was gone for less than nine minutes. Exactly. And counting us. Counting us. There was seven people at the pool. <laughs> so yeah, seven she remembered me. what. <laughs> That's, That's why terrible. they closed because there weren't very many people there. No, were the, were the last fifteen minutes of that twenty-five minutes adult swim? No. <laughs> now, now here, here's the craziest twist out of all this for anybody who has children. King Tom, you'll totally understand where I'm coming from with this. My kids were super cool about having to get out after just twenty-five minutes. They would have liked to stay long, but they're like, "Well, okay, well, that's a bummer. All right, let's go." Instead of what I expected being the knockdown, <laughs> drag out, scream and fear. Why, God, why? All I want to do is swim. So, so it well, did have a happy ending. Well, that's cool. So you're a lucky day. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to one of the McDonald's that has the big indoor playland. And my little girl opened the emergency exit door and set off the alarm. Oh, and it. that was perfect. That had to be the best recap of the day. How is there. their playland? Uh, some McDonald's have like weaker ones than others. Oh, this is really nice, man. They have like this big, uh, like netted structure. It's almost like a giant hamster maze, but for kids. Very well done. Super clean. Cool. Excellent. 
They're not like cesspools of like infection, those things. Rob's no, no. doing research right now, which is the funniest thing. He's like asking legitimate questions. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, because yeah, you're taking Malik to yeah, from, a, 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 yeah, that's exactly what I'm a dad, pit, yeah. A ball pit for sure. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think I'd ever asked that question. There's one here in Ohio that is a cesspool of infection. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad the kids got to swim, man, and they weren't pissed off after that. That's, yeah, that's that like, was the part I was most worried about. Riveting. <laughs> that, was, that was riveting storytelling. I appreciate it. We are proud members of the Mickey Stormers Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like now this podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, Tattooing Sons, and Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. You can also check us out on all the different social media platforms. We'll give our Twitter stuff, and we'll give Brittany Brown's Twitter stuff, and her great podcast info at the end. And you can email us, thesithless at gmail.com, and you can even call us on a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And that's the shenanigans. That might have been the quickest, fastest shenanigans I've ever done. You've been practicing, I think. Did you hit the record button before that? Don't do that to him. Do not do that to him. Yes, it's recording. (laughs) Well, let's get into some box office, guys. The Good Boys scored $21 million. Universal scored a strong performance this weekend from their new R-rated comedies, which outperformed expectations and took the top spot at the weekend box office. That's news coming out of BoxOfficeMojo.com. I heard this is a nasty, raunchy movie with a bunch of kids in it. Yeah, they just decided to go younger. Like, take Superbad and go younger. Yeah. Hobnobbing on Shaw, $14 million, And The Lion King still at $11 million. So that's your box office. Obviously, we have some Spider-Man information that we're going to talk about later on in the show because King Tom is very depressed about it. Yep. But we are not just King Tom. Millions of people are depressed about it, except for Boo. Boo looks like he's happy. <laughs> but okay. according to the reports over at Deadline, Spider-Man Far From Home is passing the phenomenal James Bond film Skyfall at the World Box Office this weekend to become Sony's highest grossing movie of all time. Far From Home is projected to make $1.109 billion this weekend. Not just this weekend, but I'm saying it's going to hit that. Pushing it past Skyfall. Skyfall's $1.108 billion. So good for you. Maybe that's why Sony said, fuck off, Disney. Mm. We'll get into the fuck off Disney a little bit later. So that is your box office. Anybody see any movies this weekend? I saw movies at home. but Yeah, I saw shows at home. And we'll get into some yeah. of the shows that I saw and binge a little bit later. But no movies. It's been a week. It's coming out soon. Yes, yeah, the first, yeah, the first week of next And month, critics yeah. saw it yesterday, and I read a bunch of cool stuff, and we'll talk about that later on. But before we do that, I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. We recorded last week, and guess what? The very next day, news the kibosh drop. of all news drops drop on us. Some, some, some news that we knew that was going to happen, but it just never was really confirmed, and it hasn't been 100% confirmed, but we have some news coming out of the live-action Star Wars TV shows. And so let's get uh, into some Star Wars report from our man, Eric Strather. Yeah, this was pretty exciting and not exactly what I was expecting it to be, given that, you know, we're waiting for a potential trailer at D23 for Episode Nine, which is not going to happen, from my understanding. But in Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor in the role... Short run series. Looks like it's going to happen. Looks yes. like it's for reals this time, man. Oh, man. And, and yeah, it's 
it's there's been rumors for so long that even though it's like it went up this ramp of like when I say more legitimate, not that I don't think the people who you know were announcing it at the beginning were legitimate, but you know what I mean. More widely circulated, widely regarded sources are. Uh, Announcing this thing, there's still a part of you that like doesn't want to believe it, <laughs> yeah. doesn't want to doesn't want to fall for it because like oh they're gonna get me again, they're gonna get me again. But man, that's a huge thing, and uh, you know there's been like oh and there's gonna be a, a some a, a droid that everybody knows that's in there, which that we'll discuss that in just a second. Cool, but but this is a big deal and. I guess what I wonder for you guys, I I kind of have an idea of what I would want, but what do you want to see out of this? What what kind of storytelling are you going to do for old Obi Wan? What time period? What uh, what sort of actions he going to get up to? What's the deal? <sighs> that's a great, that's a great damn question. Yeah, that's that's an interesting time because between the last time we see him when he actually drops off Luke and to the next time that we see him in the, in the beginning of A New Hope, how many years is that? Probably a good eighteen. Huh, so there's a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of time. But, uh, but the reason why he brings him to Tatooine is because it's far and not much shit happens. That's the thing. You know, it's, it, it's, you know, it's kind of secluded. Nobody really cares about it. Kind of like a, a Jakku. So that's interesting. I'm, I don't think he will leave Tatooine. I don't think he, he feels safe enough unless he's forced to, where he has to go deal with something. Maybe I would like to see him. Maybe somebody finds out and they're going to go tell. And he has to hunt that person down kind of thing. Gets him off the planet because he has to leave. He has to make the decision. I got to go. I got to go. I got to handle this. Luke is in danger or is potentially going to be. And he has to he has to go do something about it because I really don't want to see him on Tatooine. Say what? I I think the whole thing is going to be on Tatooine, man. Sorry to break it to you. (laughs) I really don't want to see space in Star Wars. But he can be saving off threats that come to Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to know happen. people are looking for him. Mm-hmm. He, if this is if this is especially him dropping off Leia in one spot, and the Mayans just rolled by. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Mayans. If, if he's it. dropping off Leia, you know, over with uh, the Organas, right? If, am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay, the Andersons. And then he, yeah, the Andersons <laughs> too. Organa Anderson. <laughs> and then he goes and takes Luke to Tatooine. He's still gonna have to watch his back. Yeah. Because he's still Obi Wan, he's still you know, and they're still sending out threats. So, I'm I'm hoping this is just him in that first couple of years where he's you know got to lay low and people are really messing with him. I could dig a uh, like a Kill Bill thing where he has to fight like a bunch of different bounty hunters kind of thing that are like trying to kill him. I would dig that. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I would dig that where where you know at the end he's exhausted and he comes out and says Orenishi yeah that, that, that oh, would be sick that. yeah exactly yeah so yeah something like that where he has to find a bunch of different bounty hunters you know he's at the end of it he's exhausted you know there's there's snow for some reason yeah. there's, snow, there's snow and a lot of blood <laughs> a lot of blood yeah people are peaceful bleeding peaceful bonsai garden yeah peaceful <laughs> bonsai garden yeah bunch of dudes with like, we see uh, Vader in this? Yeah. No. no no because Vader doesn't know but Vader can show up in some way. He's just gonna show know. up to tattoo. Like, I'm just saying, have like, a drink at fucking. He's Vader. He's most he, he, he knows Obi Wan's alive, so he definitely could be. I mean, that would be epic. Dude. I don't think he knows Obi Wan's alive. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. In a new home. Get out of here right now. Get this noob out of here. Well, fine. Just get I out. mean, if he left him in, in Ashen Shambles, walked away alive, I'd be like, that mofo is still alive. 
I got to kill him, dude. I got to get him back. What are you talking about? He, Obi-Wan left him in action. That's what I'm saying. Well, and I'm Vader. I'm, I know Obi-Wan's alive. Vader knows Obi-Wan's alive still, right? Yeah. No. No, no, but, but, and, but then also he's not going to hunt him down because when we see him in A New Hope and they, and they see each other for the first time, he's afraid. Well, and he says, he's nervous and he's like, oh shit. So he's not going to hunt him down. He's still scared about what he did to him. Uh, okay. Well, remember when he said that he's like, he felt a feeling he hasn't felt, felt since, an, since then he just walked away. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he's saying, I can't fight this feeling any longer by the Ariel <laughs> Speedwagon. Mm, that's right. King Tom, weigh in on this, please. Uh, I disagree with you. Thanks, Boo. King Tom. I think, I Brandy, think he needs go ahead. to stay on. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Go you man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're really getting on my bad list. <laughs> you started it, King Tom. You were yelling at me earlier. Just kidding. Go ahead, King Tom. No, I-, I wanted to stay on Tatooine, but at the same time, I wanted to get weird. I would like for them to sign up Liam Neeson to do some oh, type of voiceover shit. and have... Obi-Wan go on his version of the training that Yoda went on during the final episodes of the Clone Wars. Now I realize Yoda went off planet, but still Star Wars sometimes is at its best when it gets weird. And it would be cool to see that because they have the time, you know, they're not, they don't have to keep the story to two hours. They can let it go a little bit longer. How about this? I just thought of this right now. How about we see all 18 years in all these episodes where they can de-age him as well? Why not? Why not see spans of time of what he's done throughout the 18 years? He still looks pretty young, too, though. Right? Well, he can make him pretty old, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So why not see all his... It would kind of be weird just to see a segment of his life, unless they're going to do... How many episodes is it going to be? I think eight. Uh, six, I was going to say, what about eight. like a kind of 24 type of thing where they show one hour from each year? Oh, oh, oh. that I mean, I don't... Who knows? Cool. Who knows? With the clock. That, yeah. But the, there's all kinds <laughs> of different possibilities. <laughs> But I definitely want to see, and I've said this since the time Maul came back to Rebels, where they fucked this up, because if they ever were going to do a movie, and I thought it was going to be a movie back then, because we didn't know it was going to be live action, a Kenobi movie. that They, they didn't know either. They didn't know, but yeah. what I'm saying is, they lost that opportunity, having that beautiful scene, and it was beautiful having that scene in Rebels, but that could have been the season this, finale yeah. of one of the, you know the, what I mean? The finale of a lot of fucking oh, finales, God. yeah. And how great would it have been to see that? Oh, and it still pisses me off that they did that. Um, l- let me let me throw this at you. Yeah, you should probably sit down for a second. I, okay, hold on, because uh, it's going to blow your mind. Uh, I understand exactly what you're saying, and I've seen people say this, and it's like you know, been some pretty negative, hard ass statements with lots of expletives about rebels ruining everything and. It's okay. Here's here's the deal. If you take any other franchise that has like big screen movies plus animation plus this and plus this, there's a good chance that the same story has been told through the two different lenses, just in the different formats. For example, and I realize the two properties are separated, but I'm just going to use this as an example. You have the the Lord of the Rings animated movie you with me yeah remember that one that was a fucking weird movie yeah with the 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 singing and (laughs) so fucking trippy man and the ring yeah and it gave me nightmares yeah okay and then you also had the giant trilogy that we know to be the lord of the rings movies years and years later i realize this isn't the exact same parallel but go with me on this movie wasn't like well crap you know, in this, they did this, so we better do this. 
Right. They could tell the same telling of this, but I just have more, have it be more involved. But does that, and does with, that mean that Ezra has without, to be in it? Because Ezra was in that full scene until the very last moment. That, that, now that is a good point. They makes him go away, but I think he could do it. I think he could do it. Get the guy enough. who was Aladdin, the live action Aladdin. He can be Ezra. How dare you? <laughs> that guy's a street. But, but I, I'm with you, Eric. I understand what you're saying. They can actually still tell that. <laughs> still st- taking that. shots, King Tom. They can still yeah. tell that uh, story and have it either be a season finale or a halfway point or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. that. I would love that. I wouldn't mind it just because I want to see that happen. And you know, we're well, gonna you, get we're gonna get Maul. We got to get Maul. You could you could do this. Think about it like this, because there's going to be other characters besides Kenobi in it. You could have it to where somebody else realizes that Darth Maul is searching out Kenobi and they come upon the scene during the lightsaber battle. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's already in progress. You don't have to show Ezra. Oh, you don't have to show I any see, of this. You I just see. get to see Kenobi waste this dude on, you know, beautiful vibrant colors and people who are real and not cartoons i i think it's something that you could do well is that what they're gonna do who knows what they're gonna do i don't know when this will take place i do think it'd be a shame if maul wasn't in it i really suspect he will be yeah as far as i don't think he's gonna leave tatooine i think that's been pretty much established that that was his whole deal was you take this kid to this planet and you stay there and don't you dare call him by a different last name in order to trick his dad calm that they'll never see through that but that was what that's what he was supposed to do but i think there's plenty of stuff that could go on especially right at first like like we were saying it that's when the jedi purge is still happening in full force and you've got the the remaining clones and everybody else out all across the galaxy trying to make sure they waste any jedi so so yeah there's all kinds of stuff that could be happening i I have a question sure uh obi-wan's got some notches on his belt as far as kicking people's asses right yeah mm-hmm. does that put him up there as like one of the greatest yeah yeah just general yeah. okay he kicked he kicked uh because he kicked Vader's he kicked ass. grievous's ass all right so he's got grievous he's got vader he's got so maul surprised. twice <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah he's badass okay and we're gonna see a lot more of this badassery in the show they killed maul twice they killed maul twice right <laughs> i know the rematch and he, and he in the rematch he'd uh, beat him even even more so, embarrassed him it was essentially just smoothly. Yes, yeah. like it was they've, nothing. They've, they've done three issues of the main Star Wars comic series from the diaries of Obi Wan, where he gets in a fight with gangsters and a bounty uh-huh. hunter Wookiee and go. some other people. And remember, Jabba is still on that desert planet. Oh yeah, him. remember that. Mm-hmm. And Boba Fett still can be involved somehow, some way. No, maybe, maybe. Maybe. So who's this droid that they're talking about, Eric? Who? What, what, what's the deal there? That, man, I don't know. We started talking about that on The Motivators this week, and this, the subject of R2-D2 came up, which I think that'd be a, a, a huge no for me personally, because that would make the whole scene yep. where he acts surprised to see R2-D2 Hello. just feel even crappier. So I... I don't know. The first person I thought, that, or the first person, the first <laughs> thing I thought of was General Grievous. But I mean, he wasn't really a droid necessarily, but he's basically oh, a droid. Shit. But but then that would mean the story would have to take place at this awkward time that's not post oh, Revenge that's right. of the Sith, which that's I right. would hate. So then that would leave, you know, who are your other big droids? The gonk droid? 
Obi-Wan and the Gonk Droid getting up to their crazy shenanigans. Or uh, who else would be on Tatooine? How old is R- R5-D4? R5-D4. Yeah, there you go. It's That's gotta, where I was trying to head with this. But, <laughs> but is he familiar enough that for them to say he's going to be hanging around with a familiar droid? And we're going to be very... Is the the last thing on that thing I read it said we're going to be very happy about it. Like, I'm um, going to be really I'm, happy. I'm very happy about well, it. Well, of course you that's are. Who it is? Right, but you sound like a lunatic, Araj. Right now, you sound like a crazy person. <laughs> you're talking. You're talking crazy. Uh, <laughs> we're going to find out why he has that bad motivator. Maybe that's it. Well, yeah. Well, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> um, so. I don't know. I honestly, man, as much as I love R5-D4, do I think he has the street cred to go along with it? Probably not. So who could it be? Uh, could it, it be 3PO? No. 3PO is originated from that planet. He leaves, but maybe they send him over there because he's so familiar with that planet to help Obi-Wan. What, they just send him alone? <laughs> shit, he's... He, he had his memory wiped. Okay. Oh, shit, you're right. Hmm. Uh... That's interesting. R2 and C3PO have made appearances in the books with both Bale and Leia. Mhm. At times. Le- okay. The, Hold on. And Leia knows that Obi-Wan is there. Obviously, she sends R2. So, I wonder at one point she sends 3PO. I mean, they can wipe out memory anytime they want, correct? Maybe he sends 3PO down there to help him as a protocol droid. And he knows the area. I mean, he's been wiped, but I'm sure he can. They can plug in the info with the USB drive. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I'm reaching, but but it, it's. Possible. I kind of I kind of ran three PO through my mind too. It's but possible. I don't know as much as you guys do. He knows Tatooine more than R two does. I just don't. I just think it would take so much explanation that would be like being bludgeoned getting it that it's not worth it and anthony daniel said he's done it was his last scene was episode nine and all that jazz so mm. maybe you're right eric I, and the thing is man i just don't think it should be either one of them them going to tatooine at the beginning of a new hope that was i just i don't like it i don't like it so king tom yeah who would you make it be if you, it was your your bidding your up to you. God, I can't even speak English tonight. Sorry. Mm. I I would do R5-D4 or, or one of the classic Kenner droids. Because well, if they're going to do that, it's got to be R5, or it's got to be him. Yeah, her, people have ties <laughs> to those droids. And there was that Death Star droid. I don't know. I don't know the classification off the top of my head, but I think there was one that looked like it in the um, the Jawa Sandcrawler. That they made a Kenner figure out of. Oh yeah, yeah, the silver, silver. protocol droid, but it had like oh, the the beak. Yes, yeah. 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 So, I have a question. I mean, people have ties to those, so let be one of them. I hate it when I had that one. It was or like BB-8. A, it was, it was a, I was just gonna say BB-8. That was my. I was about to say how, how old, how old is, is BB-8? That was my question. Yeah. Who knows? That would be very cool, and a lot of people would be very happy. Mm. That would be terrible. That'd be the absolute worst a, thing you could do. What a, what a, what a, down what a party pooper. What a pooper. No, because what would you what would you want to see less? BB eight or R2 slash three PO, Eric? Like the lesser two I would want to see I'd want to see BB eight less because the implication is we we first see uh 
ball shaped droid in the force awakens it was supposed to be like a new thing that in this the last 30 years technology finally came so far that now we have the most compacted droid design Mm, ever that's true Mm -hmm. and so having it before even a new hope that would suck yeah i i agree i just think it's a an out there idea that and because there's a BB-8 right over Rush's shoulder that I've been staring at for the last. Yeah, it is hard. Not to <laughs> it's a subliminal thing. Raj, I blame you. It's your fault. It is my fault. Brittany, what do you think? What, Dre? What, what's what's your gut telling you? I don't know. That three PO thing was. Did I blow your mind with that? That did because you know, like we don't know when Leia was told that Obi Wan is on Tatooine, right. so. Maybe she was there. I don't know. Well, she, uh, yeah. When did she find out? Is there any books in canon when they found out that General Kenobi was hiding as a hermit? Well, maybe in Rogue One when he's telling Mon Mothma, you know, that he knows. Or, oh, shit. Yeah. Because because Bail Organa says that to Mon Mothma. Yeah. So we have probably, somebody there. We yeah. have somebody that he would trust his life with. Oh, no, no, no. He was talking about Leia, though, right? But maybe that's when he's going to tell Leia. Oh, that's exactly when he tells Leia. Yeah. That's exactly when he tells Leia. Interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I think Brittany's right. I think that's when Leia finds out. Leia finds out, yeah. So that would be too close to be any of them. Huh. Yeah, I, I would also go for one of those weird-ass background droids, like the one that looked like just a, a giant lump. It was like half an orb, and it was rolling around yeah. in the background. Yeah, what, what, what was like that? one of those weird droids? But why we wouldn't be happy about it? And that article said that we're going to be really excited to see which droid. So, yeah, mm. yeah the BB-8 thing sounds interesting. How about too. if it's Dio, and we're just going to fall in love with Dio so much? I'm already in love with Dio, so that's okay. Sorry, Holy Diver. <laughs> great album. Great album. Uh, okay, well, that's, I mean, I'm stoked about this. I love Ewan McGregor. I love the Obi-Wan character. I love that we're going to find out the in-betweens of Star Wars. I mean, he wanted to do it for a long time, and who better to reprise the role? I'm stoked. I'm really excited about this. More Probably more than the other two. Same. Well, yeah, by I mean, far. Because this is, this is, yeah. le- this is legendary. I yeah, mean, exactly. This is uh, Cassian's us- cool because I love Diego Luna. And I, I want to see what they do with it. And obviously, the Mandalorian looks badass, but this is fucking Obi Wan. Yeah, this was the most popular request yeah. to do Obi Wan, and the most hated by those fans. They're like, "We want new shit, and it's a small galaxy." Blah blah blah. But but you know what? It's Obi Wan. People relax, and it's you and McGregor. We already know how good he is at it. <laughs> I'm more curious about Eric's reaction over there. I didn't see it because it, it just it's just focused on you for some reason. Oh. You're so happy. What was Eric doing? Was he making faces? Oh. <laughs> You're not happy with this Obi-Wan, Eric? Oh, I think he left. Did you, did you leave? Did I piss him off? Eric, sorry, I, I'm, I'm sorry. He I'm muted, muted it. He I, was, muted I was typing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. I'm sorry. He's, he's, what he's, if the droid... he's typing up his petition right now. <laughs> yes, yes. What if the droid... Yeah. Oh, my God. That reminds me. I got to... <laughs> Never mind. We'll talk about that. What if the droid is K2SO? Because you've got the Cassian thing going on. Obi-Wan is an active piece of this whole puzzle with Rogue One. Has Cassian run into him there? It all goes together. Oh, shit. I love it. You just blew my mind. That would be very cool. Hold on. Can can the Mandalorian also be connected to this? Can all three of these be connected? Yes. It can be all connected. 
Is it one Command- universe? <laughs> is that is that what Command- we're creating? Is that what you're saying to me right now? Is that what we're creating is the universe right now? Obi Wan's son. Yeah. Oh. He's the son of Obi Wan and Satine. And oh. but he was raised by Boba Fett. No, the Mandalorian Satine. takes place post Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so I mean, I suppose depending on where this is, uh, yeah, yeah, it could. They could all intertwine. Yeah. It- Eighteen no, years I mean, season, later, it, what if it's K two S O? I mean, it, it, I'd be stoked. I love that guy. That would be yeah, cool. Yeah, it, that's my favorite answer now. Yeah, and so, that, that that would be yeah. easier to do with with because Anthony Daniels did say he was done. So I mm-hmm. think that would be easier for them to accomplish. Yeah, and to, uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he's he's fantastic, and he, they love him. Disney loves his ass. Good good call, Eric Struthers. That's why you have a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> he's the baddest motivator <laughs> of them all. That was blind luck, man. If you hadn't mentioned Cassian, it wouldn't have hit me. So good job on you. Hey, good job on you. We work together. So here. R- word has it we're not getting a trailer for episode nine, but we are going to see a behind the scenes reel. Some of you guys are going, yeah, absolutely. I will be there on Saturday. The lucky couple here that are cadoodling in front of me. Canoodling? No, canoodling. No, no, no they're cadoodling, guys. That's another level of canoodling. Okay. We've never reached that level. Your, <laughs> your, th- your thigh has by Boo's gorilla toes. toes. My, my feet, yeah. They got on on the day that the reservations went on, and they got in for Friday and Saturday. Reservations for both days, so they are going to be there, and they don't have to wait in line. I'm so happy for them. Not really. I will be there on Saturday. Wait, what? No, did I say that? I'll be there on Saturday. I'm waiting in line with Rusty Brown and Mr. Jason Ward and Mr. Dominic Jones. Happy birthday, Dominic Jones, by the way. It's a birthday a couple days from now, mm-hmm. by the time this comes out. Tomorrow. Oh, congrats. Yeah, the Star Wars Underworld, great podcast. Please listen. So yeah, we're going to be there, and we will text you, Eric, and we will send you pictures, King Tom. Hopefully there's some cool stuff, so we can talk about it next Wednesday. Sweet. We've got some news. Here's the big headline. Are you ready? Expected pricing revealed for the two-night, three-day Star Wars hotel experience at Walt Disney World. Okay. First of all, they got some concept art. It's rad. They show a, of course, it's just a, a drawing, but it's a family standing, looking out a window at what looks to be maybe the Tanta V4. I can't really tell. But the the good part is you get down here and there's like shows this weird floor plan and stuff. But here is what the really important part is. It says cabin for one. Pricing for a two-night, three-day stay <laughs> starts at $3,300 for one person or just over $1,000 per person per day. That's Cabins do sleep up to five passengers, so there's always the option of maxing out the cabin occupancy for a relatively cheaper price per person. A cabin with five passengers would cost $7,200 <laughs> or roughly $1,440 per person for a, a more feasible $480 per person per day price range. Well, <laughs> that reminds me of the Range Rover commercials that they show the beautiful Range Rover and they go, now only for $989 a month. With, That's right. With $9,000 down. Well, like here's it, like the it's deal. A fucking too. deal or something. Lease your new Bugatti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in this, in this artist rendering they have, when they say cabin, they're not dicking around. Okay. There's like bed rolls and sleeping platforms. <laughs> you're all in one room. A pup tent? Dude, I, you're, you're like looking out this window that's not really a window, obviously. It's it's uh, just a screen, but it looks like you're in space. And 
you're all sleep. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You realize that they have tricked us into wanting to camp indoors for an extravagant amount of money. (laughs) We might be able to buy, we might be able to buy Kanye's star Wars houses for uh, less than that. Multiple ones. (laughs) Yeah. That's just awful. Oh my gosh. And it's even more interesting. According to sources, rooms come in two sizes, a regular size cabin and the larger captain's quarters cabin. Each floor is set to have 32 regular cabins and two first class cabins. This pricing is for the general regular size cabins as pricing for the larger first size cabins is still unknown. Well, if it's anything like like first first class plane tickets, it'll be about triple. So good night. Prices are going to drop drastically because you're going to have it crowded for about two months. And then the crazy fans that would pay that are going to be done. And you're going to get to the middle level crazy fans. And then, you know what I mean? It's just going to trickle down. So I, th- I give it a couple of years where it's going to be just like Disneyland Hotel or California Adventure. I mean, a Grand Californian Hotel over here, which is expensive, but it's not, not going to be. to the tune of, yeah, yeah, three over 3K. Who can afford that? You know, especially in Florida. Like the Grand Floridian is even in that expensive, and the Grand Floridian is the hotel that is the Slow Riders Hotel. Yeah, (laughs) or the Great Cat. Yeah, sure. Do they have any blue? No, no, no. You're right, but the question is, they're not banking on people in Florida. They're Mm -hmm. banking on people, crazy people around the world, coming in and staying there. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. Do they have any like experience like this with any of their other IPs? Where you can, you know, pay a lot of money and go live immersive, immersed in something. Uh, yeah, I want to ask Brittany this because she's actually been to the uh, almost all the theme parks over there. Yeah, the Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I heard that you could stay in the one some of the rooms where you open the your window and there's a giraffe like staring at you, like fucking Jurassic Park. Yeah, so my sister and Rusty have stayed there. It's like right on the park. It's you, like in there. Yeah, in there. Like you see, like the zebras and giraffes and shit. You can feed them from your door and then how much is like is that in, it's not that insane no it's reasonably priced i would say like two three hundred and nine. Oh my god that's yeah that's not oh. yeah that's like motel six over here because you're doing <laughs> their, you're doing their job you're working you're feeding the animals <laughs> yeah but do they sneeze on you yeah but the thing is in god florida the hotels aren't very expensive at all like they're you know affordable hotels go from anywhere from like 90 to like 120 a night and like that's, that's on really property good. And, you know, they have this magical thing where the bus just, like, takes you to the park and everything, too. So that's completely re- ridiculous for Star Wars to build this hotel and have... That's just And so I, I, I want to know, is it going to be a tower? Are they really banking on that many people spending that much money in that many rooms? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, have they said where they're putting the hotel? Because from what I heard years ago, they're going to put it right next to Hollywood Studios, where that's where Galaxy's Edge is, is so that you can literally just like walk from there to there. But... Right. I thought they were going to put an Animal Kingdom. One of, <laughs> one of the things I read, yeah, it's going to be Animal Kingdom, and it's going to be like a Ronto and a Dubac out there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh, so cool. <laughs> one of the things that I saw is that it, like, if there's a shuttle involved to get you to Galaxy's Edge, it will be immersive meaning that like basically all the windows on it will be fake and you'll get in there so that you stay in the immersion all the way into the park well you better do they better give you a fucking bb8 union when you go home for seven thousand dollars like this better be a real one like anthony daniels better come with me and go on a fucking ride seven thousand dollars i would would pay that much money to not have him come with me (laughs) 
<laughs> well, he may. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that wasn't very nice, dude. I got to see Steele interview him, and he was an absolute delight. Oh, question for everybody, real quick: If you're on a ride, Millennium Falcon ride, actor other than Harrison Ford, who do you pick? Go, Eric Struthers. You go first. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Good one. I thought it was going to be uh, Emphasis Nest, but okay. Billy D. Williams. Good call on that one. I'd have to go Donald Glover then. <sighs> you guys are taking mine. Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, good one. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> you're really good at this game. Yeah. Probably Carrie Fisher because that'd be funny for uh, her. She to... passed away, unfortunately, buddy. Well, you, you said <laughs> I, I could said, do anything. Uh, no, I'm. S- Why not? She's alive in any my heart. Currently, any <laughs> currently living. This is this is for reals. Okay. Okay. Garage is trying to set up a surprise for you, and you're just treating you it like fucked crap. it up, dude. I'm sorry. I had Mendo. Okay, I had Mendo lined up for you. Ooh. No, because then again, he would judge the shit out of me. Well, why not? So why excited. not Oscar Isaacs? No one's called out Poe Dameron. Yet. No, because I because yeah, she did. Oscar yeah, Meyer. no, because yeah, because she because he would judge. Yeah, the shit I would love. Out of me I, too. I, I would love Oscar. Right? Oscar, yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, I don't know. Mendo would be cool. Yeah, I would probably pick uh, Mendo. It'd be cool because I want to talk to him about Bloodline. Yeah. How underrated that show is. <laughs> Anything else in the Star Wars world other than this outrageous costing hotels? No, man. No, I guess not. Not until we find out what's going on at D23 and see a behind-the-scenes reel for the last or uh, for uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, hey, by the way, the reason I picked Daisy Ridley is because I assumed it would needed to be somebody who could actually fly the Falcon. So, oh no, I, I meant like I meant like re- real life person. Which, oh, Daisy Ridley then. Daisy Ridley. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's why I picked Mendo because I think or Daisy Ridley maybe. You sure about Daisy Ridley? Possibly Daisy Ridley. Okay. Uh, what if I Taylor Swift her. counted? Oh, then Taylor Swift. I mean, holy crap. It's seriously. <laughs> I yeah. see that look on your face, Siraj. No, Swipe no, no. Wipe it off right so now. So when's the segment no. when Eric and I are just going to start talking about Taylor Swift? Because that's actually why I'm here that's today. That's the Patreon bad motivators. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that happens. You know, this. speaking of Taylor Swift, just real quick, and I swear I'll quit talking about no. it. So she's got a new album that that's drops a Friday. That's a bullshit. But she lie. also... Went on record as saying she plans to re-record All at right. least some of her back catalog. So yeah, good for How's her that? for taking yeah, yeah taking cool. that bulls by the horn there. Good for her. Yeah, it's her music. She's so. fucking... Well, thanks for that Star Wars news, man. Appreciate it. We're gonna get some good stuff and by a co- in a couple of days. I'm really excited. Can't win. Cannot wait. I'm happy for you guys. I genuinely am. I know it might not seem like I am whenever I'm flipping you off and sending you death threats and stuff, but I really am happy <laughs> for you guys to be able to go. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And Brittany and Boo will be there on Friday. We're not going to be there on Friday, so I'm definitely jealous of that because that's going to be cool. And, and who knows if Ian McGregor is going to pop out. It's oh, a possibility. I hope Cat's so. Cat's out of the bag now. I mean, so they might just have him come down and do a little wavy wave. Uh, yeah, at least a little wavy wave. Yeah, yeah I agree. Please. So we will see about that. Let's do some pop culture breakdown. Let's do this. You want to read this, Les? Sure, why not? Go ahead. This is from our boy Kent. Dear Sith List, being a child of the 80s, my initial introduction into Ginkdom was the trifecta of Spider-Man, G.I. Joe, and Star Wars. Other stuff came later, but these were the ones that dominated my preteen years. While Spider-Man has always been kind of popular, the Tom Holland version has definitely taken the character to new heights. Mm. Star Wars had a long down period after Return of the Jedi, but it's healthier than ever. Meanwhile, G.I. Joe hasn't done so well. After the early 90s, it's, been re- uh, it's really been an unused property. The comics are still hanging around, and there was the two not great movies, but it's not a property that people are really talking about. Hopefully, the Snake Eyes movie starts to fix that. What are your initial introductions to geekdom? Your trifecta that you couldn't live without as kids. And are, in, are there any of them that aren't doing very well now that you hope can make a comeback? 
Thanks, Kent. Mm, great question. Really good question. We got a lot of uh, love about the G.I. Joe stuff that we talked about. And yeah. So that was fun talking a little G.I. Joe, by the way. The comics, yeah. Well, my trifecta is going to be, uh, it was G.I. Joe, He-Man, and then Voltron. Like, I, and Voltron slash Transformers, I guess. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bend the question You're a, a big little. GoBots guy. I was, actually. You know what? I was. I'm not even going to lie. As crappy as everybody may, the may GoBots were do that, the shit. but GoBots was oh, damn the Go- awesome. The GoBots were the shit because their toys were cheaper than the Transformers, well, so my dad would never I, buy me the fucking Transformers to give me a little fucking GoBot. <laughs> the LionBot. Fucking awful. Buy me LionBot. Lobot. Fucking Lobot. GoBot. GoBot. Wow, I'm getting my very own car. As long as it costs 100 bucks or less. Well, cars cost more than that. Well, this one doesn't. That's not a car. Oh, I want that one. Sold American. Oh, wow. Thank you for purchasing me. Let's go on an awesome adventure. <laughs> My name's Scooter. Hello, new friend. Wow, I'm a GoBot. You're kind of puny. Good things come in small packages. Do you kick a lot of ass? Oh, no. I hate fighting, but I do know a lot of knock-knock jokes. Oh, good. That'll be helpful. But the GoBots was actually cool, man. But we'll, we'll t- That's later, man. And that just shows you how much is actually falling. Like, he's right. How much has actually gone down. And been like left by the wayside because things like GoBots and all those other things. Now I will say this: GI Joe did dip. Transformers they've been around and they they've flourished, even though it's well, all yeah, explosions. You can say the flourish with the money, yeah. money the movies I made. Uh, and then He Man, Masters of the Universe, definitely took a nap. They and, took a pretty big nap. And that's a really quick, just a side segue, real quick. Yes. Kevin Smith is doing the Netflix Masters of the Universe. Yes. So, so that should hopefully give us back our he man. Stoked about that. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. But those are so those are trifecta. Okay, how about you, uh, King Tom? It would be uh, Star Wars, GI Joe, and the X Men. Hmm. Okay, Star Wars, GI Joe, X Men. Uh, mine would have to be well, all three of them are the animated series: so Spider Man, uh, Batman, and Superman. And all the animated series. Yes. And I know we've heard, we had some uh, pushback on Mark Hamill reprising his role because he was the trickster already on yes. um, live action Flash. Yeah, the Flash. But was. if it's a different multiverse thing, why can't he do both? He can. Yeah, he can, yeah, he can do yeah. whatever he wants. Yeah, he and, and, and to be honest, for what you get out of it, nobody would bitch. Right. It'd be fine. Everybody would be like, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is oh, fucking fantastic. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It'd be great. How about you, Brittany? I, I, I want to know what was your trifecta of early fandom what first three things that really got you pumped up obviously star wars yeah star wars we would go on road trips a lot and we would watch um back to the future and indiana jones oh see that's cool so we got really into that for a second but indiana jones definitely like that yeah that's that's a good one for me it was because of toys it was obviously star wars and it was G.I. Joe was huge and Voltron. Uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers and GoBots, unfortunately, were the ones that I got into second. And then and my third one would be Voltron for me. How about you, Mr. Struthers? Man, that's hard. I Star Wars and G.I. Joe are the two big ones. But like for the last one, I'm really having a tough time pinning it down because there were kind of several things in the way of it. Like um, I was way into... Of course, you know, mind you, the age I am, like a big part of geekdom was when you had actual arcades everywhere. Yeah, you know, that was considered oh, a whole nerd thing. And yeah. so then you, you start thinking about, like, I was um, into, like, Space Ace. Remember that dumb game? I was yes. terrible at it. Fucking terrible at Space Ace and Dragon Slayer, man. Yeah. Ugh. 
Fucking um, but terrible. also, like, I was way into Indiana Jones. This Raiders of the Lost Ark was a monster. It was a juggernaut when I was a kid. I was also into, like, um, Battle of the Planets and mm-hmm. uh, Robotech. Remember that? Oh, yes. my yes. God. That was so cool. You're bringing me back right no, now, but man. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much that we could... We had even scratched the surface on bringing those back to the limelight and spotlight. Like, there's just all kind of Thundercats. Like, I really, really like Thundercats. Uh, you keep bringing up Robotech. That was really cool when we were kids. It's just so much. Yeah, you're a there. big Thundercats guy. I loved it, dude. Loved yeah. it. That was my dude. first favorite toy was Mumra. That bastard Thundercats. Terry, whoever the black last name stole that shit in second grade. God damn it. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know his damn Fuck name. That Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go the ahead, Thunder- Ricky. The, the Thundercats were cool. Oh, I really thought they were cool. The, that was one of the things that, for some reason, Robot Chicken, when they did their spiel on it, I, it it like stuck to me like glue, and it's like I yeah. sort of can't get over it. That's true. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't think I could ever go back. <laughs> Speaking of arcades that you just brought up, were any of you, Booy, I know those are, they have games that you play there like and you put money in you put a quarter in it's really cool it's really cool do they talk about any stranger things <laughs> yeah. you, you mean the game big. the games weren't at my house they were not at your house no cords no yeah no. but then I, I would have to leave the house <laughs> right but <laughs> you'd have you to couldn't put, skip anything you'd have either. to put pants on <laughs> oh fuck that yeah. I'm, I'm out yeah. yeah if i had to put pants on to do something i'm out but no, no skipping either, i want to ask no. the elder statesman of the group all of us here actually did you ever do the drill the quarter and with the fish wire and get credits i never did that Eric's done no, it. No, no I, I did, did it. it. I'll tell you what I did, I did do. It. I did it at an arcade at Orange Mall in the city of Orange, Orange, California. There was a little arcade underneath Sears, and I had a field day with that goddamn thing. It was fantastic. No, I would take the, uh, we would find like pesos and other like coins that weren't American, mm-hmm. like US currency. Yeah. And I would, I'd have a ton of those. And that would work? And I would just go drop them randomly in, and if they're weighted the right way, they'll hit. And, and Is that flip right? The thing. Yeah. I got to a point yeah. where the the late arcade the lady walking the floor saw me and I was like holding it. She's like, "What do you got there?" And she's like, "I've been finding these." She says, "I'll tell you what. I'll give you ten dollars worth of quarters right now if you give me all of that." Oh, that's nice. Of so her. yeah, it got to yeah. How how much in pesos did you have though? Uh, probably not ten dollars. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, that's fine. No, that's that's good. Yeah, there, but go there were some Canadian quarters that would work yes. too. Yeah. So I'd have like Queen Victoria or whoever it was, and I'd <laughs> walk in there and be like, plunk, and then I'd play Ninja Gaiden for like two, three hours. I'd just be able to keep dropping quarters, the uh, coins. Well, that's there. the only way you could play Space Ace and Dragon's Lair because that shit paying. would eat yeah. your money and you'd yes. last five seconds in there. It, this, it sucked. Yeah. What, what was the... You guys played Gauntlet, right? Where yeah. all four of you could yeah. play at the same time? Those yes. were the better games. You start playing like Ninja Turtles and X Men, mm-hmm. and everybody's well, that's, like, "That's later on, dumping all their money because you want to keep playing." All six of us are like, ah. "Remember Tap House with the beers?" Tap, yeah, that's Tapper. 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 Yeah, Tapper. 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 Yeah, Tapper, yeah, Burger Time, Burger Time, exactly, yeah, Burger Time, yeah. Oh, names I haven't heard it, in a long wh- time. What was the name of the game? It was a, it was a karate game where it's two, two guys, Kung Fu, geese. One is in white and one is red. Kung Fu. Oh. Yeah, Kung Fu Champion. Kung, Kung Fu Champion. And then you do that low kick and you'd get him and you did a sweep. Yeah, oh, the that was judges just in the back. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of had like a little vocal point. Yes, point. Yeah. Was it Mario the judge? Yeah, yeah. The judge had a Dude. mustache, right? It's like Mario, right? I think Nintendo took a version of it and did it also for their console. Yeah. But yeah, oh, that, was, that, that was a great game. I spent, game. A lot of money I spent so game. much money on Shit. that. 
Uh, it didn't it one version of it instead of having like a joystick and buttons it had two joysticks and you had to work both the joysticks that game was in Bloodsport. was it and they were yeah van damme and uh the other guy the big guy were playing it oh, as, cool. and one of the scenes in the um that's rad oh man go what back, a tangent going that back was a good tangent memory right lane there. here that's fantastic oh it's called karate champ Karate, karate chip, yeah, because there's oh, another game cool. called Kung Fu, which was like the early version of Street Fighter. Oh, okay. And you yeah, you, play, you played like certain bosses, and they all had like certain weapons and stuff you had to beat. Hmm. I mean, it was something champ. You're a champ. I remember that game too. Right back <laughs> something at you, champ. <laughs> Thanks, Kent. Thanks for that email. It's great going back memory lane. And the one that I think that is not doing well would be GI Joe. That would love to see come back and come back strong. But I mean, and they could do so much with GI Joe. You don't have to go. I mean, I get it. It was gimmicky because we're kids. It was definitely geared toward kids. Yeah, it was like and, propaganda. You know, and... Captain Gridiron was like a football player in, mm-hmm. with a blaster. Like you're like, uh, you don't have to do all that. But with if you had a knife, the... it'd be OJ. Oh God, that's awesome. <laughs> that just, that's just so good. Shut Holy fuck! <laughs> wow. <laughs> this. Guy. He didn't do it. Though. Zinger. Don't do it. Though. Let's not go there, everybody. Let's uh, keep on moving forward here. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is that, you know, with like projects like or all the different like Mission Impossible and Jack Reacher and all that stuff, even like the John Wick stuff, they could easily do G.I. Joe stuff. In yes. That theme, yes. Of course. In that like style yes. and pull it off. You know, it doesn't have to be as campy. I concur. As they made those movies. And they try to do that with the Rocks movie with uh, Retaliation. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You still have to have badass Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, though. It doesn't matter. You do. We have a title for the James Bond film, Bond 25 News, coming out here. The announcement was made over the official Bond Twitter, and it is called No Time to Die. Very Mm -hmm. Bondy, right? Very Bondy. So that's interesting. No. <laughs> we can't do much with it. We got a title. Is that, is that, yeah, just, title? Yeah, like, no, no, you're good. I just thought we'd Sorry, talk no, about it. Sorry. Right. No there's not time much to, to die. It. Wow. <laughs> I do want to... Yeah, thank no you. No time for a martini for either. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about a show that I've seen and Les has seen, and, and that is called Succession, and that it's on HBO. And HBO, man, they just... When they don't have anything on, and right about when you think you're going to cancel your subscription... Oh yeah, like Al Pacino said in Godfather Three. Yes, there was a third one. What? Every t- yeah, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in, which is one <laughs> of the most quoted lines of Godfather. But nobody, ever, nobody really likes that the third one because it was awful. It wasn't awful. It was nominated for Best Picture, but it wasn't as good as one and two. Succession is really great, mm-hmm. and I didn't know Les was watching it. Yes, and I'm so glad he was. And there's a trailer, and we're going to play the trailer real quick because I want everybody here to be able to see it, and I want to be able to, people listening, to be able to hear it. Because I think if you have HBO, it's definitely a show you need to watch. It's done very well. And so let's watch a little succession. Everything I've done in my life, I've done for my children. I know I've made mistakes, but I've always tried to do the best by them because I love them. Have you thought about the possibility that your children are actually scared of you? Oh, fuck off. news operations we can sweep up local TV. Dad, nobody watches TV. Why shouldn't we do all the news? Uh, well, Kim Jong Pop, because that's not how things work in this country. We 
we have a major problem. He's erratic. He's making bad decisions. If he's not careful, he's going to destroy the company. And what, are you going to do something? I think I'm the best option. Oh, right, because you like playing boss. This is my vision. I take over. You two, under me. Under you. Can we think about it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I thought about it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this family's broken. <laughs> he's the best part of that whole series. Mm-hmm. Dude. Not really. Kick For me. Man. He's great. With the new guard. His face looks familiar for a reason. We'll tell you who he is in a second. The old guy? No, the young guy. Okay. You want this enough to go to war with your family? It's rebellion. Sabotage. Deliberate attempt to undermine my whole business. That's the death pit. Take a look. I feel like I might not like it in the death pit. Stop's gone below 130. We could death spiral here. Who's in charge right now? You are a fucking nobody. It's such a good show. And it's in season two now. And it, it's, it's obviously it's HBO, so it's weekly, so you can't binge it. I will binge the first season, Lorena and I did, and we absolutely love it. And the creators, executive producers, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Oh, shit. Yeah. So oh. you get that deep, dark drama, but there's things, even in the trailer, you can tell there's some funny hits mm-hmm. there right like little jabs and stuff the 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 sons the, the youngest one is macaulay culkin's brother oh. it's kieran culkin kieran culkin yeah and he is great in it he's really good he's probably gonna be nominated for an emmy i would imagine oh the whole cast is great yeah. and it's done really well it feels like you're watching a really well oiled play like a theater play but it's it's really good and trust me i hope if you if you listen any of our listeners have seen it please hit us up and let me know what you think about it because it's it's fantastic. And there was another show that we talked about last week, The Expanse, and you got to started, starting on it, I right? I started watching it. Yes, I'm on uh, the third episode of the first season. And uh, good stuff, man. I'm sure the cast changes over time, but it has some pretty... So far, the star power is pretty cool. Uh, the I, the whole thing that... Um, I guess it's three people, three versions. So it's like people from Earth, people from Mars, and then I guess they're called the Belters. Yeah, it's a pretty solid show. I'm going to enjoy watching this. And the Wim actually sent us an email, and I think he is a fan of the Expanse. He's so we're a major gonna, fan of so the Expanse. So we're going to yeah. we're going to read that in a, in a bit. So we'll we'll do that in a second. But yeah, so Succession. Just wanted to talk a little bit about that. Let's get into some real quick some George R R Martin news because he is still not done with his book. Oh, surprise! Yeah. Um, okay. And he's sticking to his original plan no matter what happened in Game of Thrones. So he's got an idea of how it's going to end and that he's not letting the show kind of tinker with that because a lot of people are very interested to see how he ends it to compare it with the, the show. They're going to love his no matter what. He said that the ending was rather similar. Very, very similar, but different is what he yes. said. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> Thanks, few, George. <laughs> a few different characters yeah. and stuff like that. Maybe some slight different execution, but right around the same. So I'd, yeah. it might be executed better in some people's eyes, but I, it's not going to be a drastic this difference. This is my favorite line. Some of the theories are right, and some of them are wrong. They'll find out when I finish. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, George. That's him just, just laughing as he gets in his helicopter and flies away. Yeah. <laughs> then he went on to talk about how the show affected his writing, which was kind of interesting. He said, I don't think the TV series was, was good for me. The very thing that should have speeded me up actually slowed me down. Every day I sat down to write, and even if I had a good day, I feel, I'd feel terrible because I would be thinking, my God... I have to finish this book. I've only written four pages when I should have written 40. Oh, 
poor you. <laughs> yeah, George, get on with it and write your, you know what? And right now everybody's going to love the ending because everybody's going to compare it to the ending of the show that, right, that alleg- they, allegedly 90% didn't like. Didn't like, exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm no, I've never seen an episode, uh, I've never read any of the books, but will he include the Starbucks cups? Uh, oh, I, <laughs> and the bottles of water. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> Random. Random latte will be in the book. <laughs> right. That's actually a good name. Random latte for a podcast. The Great Pirate Random Latte. Mm. Let's get into Wim's email. <laughs> Less. Uh, I wanted to throw in my Tom Petty thing. Being old, many songs of his filter in my head from time to time. And I believe Eric is correct. American Girl is his best song, but one of his songs always has a way to creep in my head and not get out. When it, but when it was new, I really didn't care for it that much. But the further time got away from its popularity, it would come back to me and I would always think, that's a really good tune. I think everyone else does it too. But I have a fairly small playlist of tunes that I really love. And it is, and in it is Don't Come Around Here No More, a petty tune that I really dig and the opening will get stuck in your head. Hey! I also would like to add some clarity with the discussion about The Expanse. Ooh, here we go. I've watched the first two seasons, but stopped as I wanted to read the books. But to clarify, Sci-Fi initially ran the series on their network, then a year later, Amazon would pick it up streaming. The way the contracts were set up with it were such that Sci-Fi had difficulty making any profits as they would lose the rights after a year. Most people, including myself, with the exception of the hardcores, only watched it through Amazon. So when Sci-Fi canceled it for not being able to make any back-end money on it, it really didn't need to be saved. Everyone knew Amazon was just going to pick it up, which they did about a week later. The plot is a way different story. It harkens to classic science fiction. No superheroes, no galaxies far, far away. It's Earth and Earth colonies in the far future. Earth society has expanded to Mars, multiple moons, and into the free space with large space stations within our solar system that are harvesting water, which is the most important commodity. It tackles war, famine, classes, and of course, science fiction. Very good story, I, I suggest it. I'm slow to reading it, so I may just jump back into watching it. And I just wanted to add to your discussion about Mark Hamill being the Joker in Crisis on Infinite Earth. You're forgetting that Hamill already exists in that universe as the trickster. Oh, I didn't forget, when <laughs> If he returns, I would think they would use his character. I would put higher odds as him showing up as Cockknocker than I would the Joker. How dare you talk okay. about Mark Hamill like that? Yes, I still watch these DC shows. Another interesting aspect is that DC has not allowed the Joker to enter any of these stories, including Gotham. So I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for him to appear. They also have announced, also have not announced a single villain in this Crisis on Infinite Earth series. Which villains, excluding the Joker, as I believe he's off the table, would you like to see? John Cryer has been killing as Lex Luthor on Supergirl. I've heard about that. Also, Brandon Wealth Routh did do well as a Superman. It was just a really bad story. The movie had so many issues, it made Batman vs. Superman seem tight. Every time there is a mention of Superman and Lois having a kid, my mind goes to Mallrats because Brody nails all of the relevant problems with Lois having <laughs> Superman's baby. I guarantee he blows a load like a shotgun right through her back. Mm. And they failed to watch that movie. <laughs> Because we all know only Wonder that. Woman has a strong enough uterus to carry his kid. Rant about Superman Returns over. Who's your villain? Until next time, guys. Wham. Wham. Solid like email, man. Solid, solid, solid. King Tom, unless what villains would you like to see be brought out on this crisis on Infinite Earth? I know King Tom is very excited about this question. Go ahead. <laughs> right, uh, from, from my knowledge of Batman, I'd go uh, Egghead. The Egghead. <laughs> King Tut. <laughs> it wasn't King, King Tut. Tut. <laughs> yeah. And wh- who did uh, who did Liberace play? 
Uh oh oh. I didn't know he. I didn't know that Rashi played a character. Yeah, he, he was on the. Uh, he was on the old show. Oh shit. He ooh, that's a good one. They brought so many villains out of that too. I you know I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Someone's probably <laughs> screaming it. Someone is screaming it right now. He played that da 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 da. Is that yeah. dev guy? Da. Uh, so, sorry, Wim. That's about my extent of Batman knowledge. Uh, well, for Crisis on Infinite Earths, I mean, you would want to say, okay, maybe we do Dark Side, but that's too damn much. You want the Anti Monitor, but I don't know, man. Sinistro. There we go. Cool. How about we do some Sinistro, and he's like wrecking shit, and then they have to stop him, and we get a Green Lantern on screen. No oh, shit on the small screen instead of Green Arrow. All right. I also did hear bring that back, you-, you bring back Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh no. That's what they're doing. They're bringing back characters. Yeah. Yeah. John, I heard John Carr is killing it as Lex. Yes. Thanks, Wim. Thanks for that expansive, expanse description, by the way. We really appreciate that. Moving along. Let's go to our trailer trash segment. And that's a trailer trash trailer that just came out, which is a rarity because you would think new trailers would be halfway decent. Oh, this can't be bad. Okay. I'm sure Boo's going to like this because there's a lot of boom, boom and crash, crash in this. I, I do disagree with you. I don't oh think it's trash. God. I don't think it's trash. It's not. It's so bad. It's, it's not good. very good. It's so bad they have to hearken back and like superimpose cutscenes cut scenes and voiceover. Yeah. Let's watch yeah. Rambo Last Blood. You're dealing with an expert with guns. Ooh, we get Stallone as Rambo. With his bare hands. We'll make him a legend. Was the best. I finally came home. Uncle John! Oh, he's going to Mexico, huh? Must really want this girl. I don't see a problem with this at all. This looks great. Really? Yes. Have fun watching it alone. That's fine. His war. I have a big problem with it because it doesn't look like Rambo. What? At all. I'm going to tell you exactly what it looks like. It's Sicario is what this is. Yeah, Sicario. It it looks... This is not Rambo at all. What do you mean? Okay. Okay, so we all just watched this. Yeah. It was a debauchery. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. This just shows who the United States is mad at. You can always always tell we <laughs> right. have a common propaganda, enemy, right. and mm-hmm. it looks like oh well, those damn cartel guys coming from Mexico. Well, you gotta and give him credit stuff. because that's how the other Rambo's were too, though. The, yes, the whole, and it was against like the Korean. Well, it was like, Vietnam? The, it was, yeah, it was Vietnamese. Vietnam and going to prisoners of war, and that was a big thing. And a lot in of the our 80s. enemy, I mean, a lot of our movies, our enemies are or who we are angry at is who is first and front and center. And for him to go to Midwest America and then go all the way down there to go and kill everybody, get his daughter back. Uh, that's not Rambo. No. Like, it's just, I'm it okay Rambo. with, I'm okay with he him. He look like Rambo. I'm okay with him fighting a guerrilla war. I, I can handle that if he's got, like, a POW syndrome or, I don't know, he's shell-shocked and he's got to do that. And, it's, and you know, I can understand that, but Boosh. this just looks so propagandish. Explain it's yourself. Just Justify man. yourself, please. I, 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 I get your, it does make sense that it's propaganda. I understand that. That happens a lot. That makes sense. That's fine. But taking that aside, it doesn't look that bad. I don't think the trailer was that bad. They do have to harken back to what Rambo was in the past movies because it's been a long fucking time, and this is it. And I don't think it's going to make that much money, 
but it doesn't look bad to me and I'm going to be entertained. And I think it's, you're going to go it, see this. Yeah, of course. And in a day and age where comp- people complain that all the movies are the same. <laughs> Brittany's look right now was like, it ain't going to be with me. <laughs> Damn. Okay. This is the tell. You still haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. Well, yeah. No. You, yes or no? I would no. go see okay. that with you, though. I, I, yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen. It. I'm That's not, a big thing because I'm not gonna, you are a huge fan of that. Yeah, franchise. I'm not going to directly blame Brittany the person sitting job. next Thank to me, you. but yeah, but I would rather do like go out and do other things and go sit out two hours in a movie i'd rather go places with her mm. than sit in a movie Aww. with her so yeah that's Aww. nice Aww. Yeah. oh you, you sweet except for child. when you see rambo yeah i i guess i'm seeing that one on my own that's fine that's you can fine take rusty right. well, your other girlfriend yeah exactly yeah i would take rusty yeah that'd be no problem uh, honestly my guess is that anybody who goes to see that will go see it on their own unless there just <laughs> happens to be one other person going there alone to see it that's right there's gonna be just single seats everywhere <laughs> yeah plenty of space <sighs> dude on first blood part two rambo whenever he's been tortured and they give him the mic to call and uh he's supposed to say that he hasn't found any pow say that was like the whole deal right right they've been shocking him on that bed and then he he tells what's the what's the guy's name the commander murdoch no yeah drogon drogon no i've no. seen it Murdoch was his guy. Murdoch was his guy. Murdoch was yeah. his his guy to get him out. Yeah. Yeah, where he tells him, I'm coming for you, and then loses his shit. You know, he's yeah. like squeezing the mic Murdoch. thing harder and harder. I'm like, dude, I don't care. I'm a grown-ass man, and I still think that's baller as hell. Yeah. Yeah, he, it was. But they made one a couple years ago. Yeah, Rambo. Just called just Rambo? Just Rambo. Yeah, that was just pretty him. good. Was it, it, was in, was it, it, was in, it was in Cambodia, and it was just blood and gore everywhere. Was it good? It was, you saw it, too? He rips out a it, guy's it was juggler it with was. his bare fucking hands. They they do th- what they did in it's this Rambo was what they couldn't do in the 80s Rambo. Where exactly. As much wow. as he was blowing stuff up, you couldn't really get visceral. They just got really visceral with that. Well, this is going to be like that, too, then. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Man. Right up my alley. Boom, boom, bang, bang. Dude, right. Twitter's going to rip that movie to shit, dude. People are going to rip the just the undertone. I just want to hear what the like one of his like man, trademark lines suck, in it. Like, oh, oh, oh. He's going to say something in Spanish. Like he does that. I want to hear stuff. him speak Spanish. Oh, yeah. Because he's going to go to Mexico. He's going to yeah. say, <laughs> con grados. No, no, no. What is it? Wow. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the thing that you like that Pablo Escobar would say? Hijo de, hijo de puta. Y- yeah, hijo de puta. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> gentlemen. That is. Uh, all right. So there you go. There's your trailer trash 2019. Thank you. Some of us think it's trash. Thank you, Sly. It's trash. Now let's get into our comic okay, book and TV movie news. And let's get into what everybody wants us to talk about. And that's The Sa- Matrix. Oh, wait. Let's talk a little bit about The Matrix. No, no. We can talk about Spider-Man. No, no. We'll talk about that in shit. a second. But The Matrix, let's oh. do it real quick. We do have some news. The Matrix is back. Correct, Boo? The Matrix is back. Yes, that is correct. This was an exclusive announcement by Variety. Um, so what's happening? This kind of came out of the blue. Lana Wachowski is uh, set to write and direct the fourth film, bringing back Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. Very crazy. Which is nuts. Nobody knew that this was going on. Warner Brothers is, is going to produce this and all that. That's exciting. No, the- I just stoked that, you know, it's like the Keanu songs back, so why not? Just piggyback that shit. Right exactly, now. exactly. Just write it, write it until it's over. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's the interesting thing. Kowski's going to direct it, and it's coming out in 2020. It's about all we know is right. It's coming now. out in 2020, so yeah. that's pretty quick. Yeah. There's no plot details or anything like that. How it's associated. Well, hopefully, it's better than part three because that was garbage. Let's hope so. And they're also trying to go with a younger cast. 
So, however that fits in with the new characters or anything of uh, you know hmm. Lawrence Fishburne or an Oracle or anything like that, nobody really knows. Okay, so Matrix. So Spider Man, let's get into this. Spider Man is leaving after years of Sony delivering standalone Spider Man movies to the masses. The studio finally teamed up with Marvels to bring you obviously the last two. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. And that was a combined effort. And Kevin Fugé, our boy, he was executive producer on both. And it looks like uh, that arrangement has come to an abrupt end. According to Deadline, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige will not produce any future Spider-Man movies. This move comes after Disney and Sony were unable to come to a new agreement that would have seen the Mouse House getting a co-financing stake for the future Spidey movies. Here's what this this actually came out of uh, the Hollywood Reporter, by the way. What I'm reading, the shakeup reporting boils down to money. Disney apparently wanted 50-50 co-financing arrangement on the MCU Spider-Man movies, a significantly boost from the current arrangement where Marvel received five percent of the first dollar gross. There was discussions of having this new deal extend to the other non-MCU Spider-Man movies in development, but Sony immediately turned down that offer and wanted to keep things the same. Disney refused that counter offer. So. This means a lot for the next phase of Marvel films because Spidey, I would imagine, was a big part of the next Avengers or whatever we're going to do with that. And we got great storytelling and we got some well-produced films. And now it's back to Sony, which scares a lot of people. King Tom, you're a huge Spider-Man fan. What is your opinion on this? Are you devastated about this? Can Tom Holland come to Sony and can we still have some great content in Spider-Man films? I'm not happy with it, but at the same time, this is one of those stories I don't think anyone except for Marvel and Sony knows the complete picture of, and it's not over. Uh, the The article you quoted, you know that that was one of the ones I read, and it talked about how they're talking about how the box office revenues will be divided up, but then at the same time, it, it it's mentioning financing too. And that's where they both want to, you know, they're both trying to talk about who pays for it. So it's it's about a lot more than what's being reported in the trades. And I think right now Sony is doing a lot of sniping at Marvel. The fact is, you know, Spider-Man is back in the MCU where a lot of fans, myself included, thinks he belongs. The MCU is better with him. Spider-Man is better with him. And at the same time, we've had a string of very strong Spider-Man movies. And I... I would lo- I would like that to continue. I- I'm hoping, and this is my sense from from reading anything. We don't know what's going on, and this is something that's going to be negotiated for a while because they haven't even announced the next Spider-Man movie yet. So hopefully right. they'll come together, realize, look, we've been making a boatload of money, we've been te- making good movies. Let's just let it ride. That's interesting you said that because Sony came out with a like three tweet thread, you know, a long thread, mm-hmm. and pretty much said that. What you're hearing is not all true. That's like King Tom said. Kevin Feige is not producing because he's the Marvel and Disney's got him doing all kinds of different things and he can't now. And we hope to have him back one day. So they right. left the door open. You're right about this. And he's he's the head of the studio. He's not a Yeah, producer. he's not a producer. Uh, I just want to wait and see what everything... This is just like a, a big old, you know, splash in the pool and all the water goes up in the air and you want to kind of you know, let everything settle and let all the ripples flatten out and see what goes on. So I kind of just want to take a wait and see. Uh, yeah. You know what? Also guys, the studio does not always mean that it's going to be good or bad. That, that what studio it is, because this is the same studio that brought us into the spider verse 
which is one of the greatest Spider-Man stories we've yeah, seen and, on and, film. Yeah, and the, the, the groundwork has been laid. You know, the track has been laid now to, hey, you know, because we forget they had two great Spider-Man movies before this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, depending on where you want to go, but I still think the two Toby, the first two Tobey Maguire ones were really good. Do they mess up a little? Maybe not make as much money as they thought they could with the other ones? Sure. Did they do the right thing by saying, okay, let's go ahead and play with this? Maybe they learned a few things. Maybe they absorbed some things and they go, this is what we can do going forward and tell stories a certain way and tell, you know, and produce movies a certain way. I think that helps get him and Venom on screen together if we're going to even go there as just, you know, fan service. Well, now they can do that for sure. Yeah, that gets them together. I just hope they keep the actors. They got to keep Tom Holland. They got to keep Zendaya and they have to keep Jacob Batalone. Yeah, they like, have to. They have to they keep have those to. three. And Marissa Tomei. That too, sure. She's very important. <laughs> sure. They got to keep, they basically got to keep that core signed and, and get them to, they're still young enough to grow older and keep going. Uh, it's going to be tough because Happy's got to be there too now. He's a big integral part of and this. And you know what? I mean, yeah, that's a tough one too, but these guys all know what they're doing. John Favreau will direct so he can be in his own movie. Very possible. Boom. No, no. Uh, what is it? And and my my big thing is is that although it does suck, I do like Spider Man in the MCU. This was a possible eventuality. The contract was up. They were trying to negotiate. This had a chance of happening at some point. The, both studios were planning on the possibility of this happening. Where Sony says no, we're going to keep it. Disney says no, we want it. So either way, it could have gone. As of right now, I don't think it's that bad. Does it suck? Yes. But I think this does push the idea that they've created a good universe on their own. I think it pushes the idea that they'll keep Spider-Man in, in New York. Not much has... You can you can still have the same universe that Spider-Man has and not mention any of the, uh, any of the other characters. He's already got enough on his plate. He'll be fine on his own. They've added characters in there that are great. He has his own, own villains that... You know, could, yeah, his, uh, ro- his rogue gallery. Yeah, his crazy. rogue gallery. Are, some argue is uh, one of you know top five. So he'll be fine on his own. Tom Holland's great. It's just that hopefully Sony did learn and did put things together. And yes, you know, it, it, it might it, it it might change or things like that. But I don't think it'll be awful. I don't think it'll be awful. And then eventually, hopefully. They come back together at some point. You know, they you know yeah, they, they figure it out. Yeah, they figure it out. Maybe later on, or you know, right now. But yeah, like like we're saying that there's there's a lot of minutia. There's a lot of minutia here. There's a lot of a lot of deals going on. Also, I think this is similar to the Henry Cavill situation with Superman. They talked about that. As of right now, we don't know if he is or isn't Superman. They still haven't confirmed. They still anything. haven't confirmed anything. I'm sure that they're working on on a deal, and that's just between an actor and a studio. This is usually between two studios, so I think I, I think there's still time. I think it's still possible for anything to happen. So I I think I think it'll be okay either way. Either way, I think Spider Man is a character. If he stays with Sony or goes back to Disney, or goes back inside Disney, I think it'll be fine. Or until Disney buys Sony, I don't know which one. Say the worst thing, worst case scenario for Marvel, they don't get Spider Man back in the MCU. Do you think this makes them move up their schedule to bring in the X Men? I don't think so. Okay. I think, I think this makes them quite possibly get us a fantastic four faster. Okay. I think this would make them say, you know what? We, we can go younger with the fantastic four, at least give us Johnny storm a little bit younger and maybe make him the future face. Interesting. 
as mm-hmm. we go forward. Good question. Um, because I always want to say hand in hand, right? Human Torch and Spider-Man, you know, if yeah. you go back to Marvel history, like they're supposed to be like best friends. Like, mm. mm-hmm. so that's like, I, I would say, okay, fine. If you guys aren't going to do that, we're going to do this. We'll go in this direction. And then that would only make it so much sweeter when we, when they make it happen, where we get them both together again. Gotcha. Mr. Struthers question for you is do you think it is that important for a studio to have a franchise or is it the people that are making the movies ultimately the ones that are going to produce what we see man that's a loaded question i'm not really sure where that that line falls depends on i guess how much the studio is willing to like give control to the people doing it if you I mean, with some some properties, obviously, let's just think think about Star Wars, and there, <laughs> this is how it's going to be. The end. We've seen it with just the creatives involved. What happens? So, I really have no idea. Yeah, you make a good point about that. It depends on how much they give them, how much open reins they give them to do what they want to do. Kind of like Into the Spider Verse with with Lord and Miller, right? They let them do whatever the hell they wanted to do there, and what we got, what we got. And it also makes me think of what we would have got for a solo film. Not that I, I love solo to death, but I'm really interested to see what they would have produced for a solo film as well. But see, that's where that's the loaded question. Yeah, because they didn't so, let them yeah. do what they wanted to do. Good point. Well, I, I hope things work out. I know Tom Holland didn't want to leave the MCU. No, this is one of those. I, I, I kind of want to say you, it's, don't become chicken little and start thinking the sky's falling. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's a lot of, uh, oh, no, no, no. There's a whole full-scale invasion. Here they come. They're coming. You know, it's none of those. It's I don't think it's going to be that bad. And give Sony a chance. I mean, they do own the rights. Marvel had to make this move. We all forget they were in desperation. They were going bankrupt. If I'm not mistaken, Avi Arad and whoever else, uh, Joe Quesada, I think, were in charge of Marvel at the time. Am I wrong, King Tom? Uh, Avi Arad and what was his name? The guy who is not Kasada, right? Any, no, well, Casada was the editor with Jamas or Jemis, and then it was uh, Arav and Pearl Mutter, the old okay. guy who it just the backwards one who kept them from you know making Captain Marvel and Black Widow. Yeah. Right, right, right. So you know they they made the decision like we got to start selling our properties, and like I said, they kicked the door open with Tobey Maguire Spider Man, and right. You got to give him a little bit of credit and say, okay, guys, do what you're going to do. Let's see what happens here. So that's exactly how I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, me too, man. Just keep, let's, and, 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 let's, let's wait and see. Yeah, and, and Feige announced so much for Phase 4. It's like, like you said, he's so busy doing other things too. He doesn't, maybe, you know, okay, fine, we can take a break. We don't have to do this. We'll deal with the later, you know, because it's always going to come down to money and it's always going to be, let's do lunch or people call my people mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens from yeah. there. So there you have it. And before we leave, and I, I know we've been talking about D23 strictly about Star Wars. We are going to get information about all kinds of fandom. We're going to have a Marvel panel. We're going to have a live action Disney panel. So we're going to know things and find out things. So we're going to be reporting on that as well. So um, for the non-Star Wars fans, we will have some information for you as well. I think that is going to wrap up this podcast, guys. Brittany Brown, where can people listen to your beautiful voice and the, all those crazy sexcapades talks on the Cantobite Dispatch? Well, yeah, you can listen to my sexcapades on the Cantobite Dispatch, my podcast I do with my friend Emily Lynn. We talk about Star Wars, 
everything in between the sheets. Whoa, whoa. And <laughs> Star Wars and everything in between the sheets. Yeah. That's... I like that. It's like a behind the music Star Wars. Yeah. Behind something. Um, mm. And you can find me on Twitter as Kento Brit. That's right. And you can listen to them at where all great podcasts are listened to. Great podcasts like the one called The Bad Motivators. Mr. Eric Strothers, where can people listen to you and find you on the internet all over the world wide web? Well, you can listen to my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, which thank you for mentioning it. And uh, you can just follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers if you want to see what's going on. Mr. King of All Pods, the man, the myth, the legend, where can people find you? Tom Chansky on Twitter. I also guest guest host a few Patreon-based podcasts, one of the Bad Motivators, one for Blue Harvest, and one for Steel Wars. That's right. And, and right here on the set list also. Oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Mr. Carlos Borgueo, the man with the Godzilla shirt, king of all monsters. As the arrow pointing down to his crotch. Where <laughs> can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Sith list, boo. And Mr. Gonzalez. Ouch. Making those noises. That's what I do. Crunch it up. I'm on Twitter at lessonmore 78 And you can find me at the Sith list and you can find me at D23 on Saturday. So if you're at D23 on Saturday, you're not going to say hi to me because you're going to listen to this on Sunday. So, sorry, that didn't work out. So we'll catch you next week on episode number 160 of The Sith List. <laughs> <laughs>